Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Yes, indeed, it is. Get right. There it is. Right here on 105.3 The Fan. Woo! I'm Reginald Atatula. That is the ooey of the three-time <laughs> Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you, Dan. Thanks for rolling with us on a Tuesday evening in the Metroplex. That's right. Joshua Kanapke on uh, YouTube. Hot stove on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Get right follows 8 to 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what should be happening right here in the offseason um, for your Texas Rangers. This is your home of your Texas Rangers. World Series champion Texas Rangers, mind mm-hmm. you. 105.3 The Fan. Um, yeah, we got hot stove. And it's weird because I say the offseason, but you realize pitchers and catchers report literally next week? Valentine's Day, isn't that something? Like a, a, a week from Wednesday. One week from Wednesday, yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's, it's just wild to think about. We are almost, baseball's nearly back, baby. Basically what you're saying is the guys who are down there in Las Vegas yeah. should just go on ahead and just stay and then go on down to spring training. Yeah, they're, they're, their they're, spring they're is right going to be pretty there. booked up. They're going to be all just sorts of places. drive on down to Phoenix. Now, you did say that, and I don't want to make it, uh, I don't want to just casually pass by that. 105 through the fan is on Radio Row. Sean and RJ, mm-hmm. KC Masterpiece, G-Bag Nation. Today was day one of the extravaganza on Radio Road. They'll take you through the rest of the week, and you get to hear a lot of fun things. In fact, we'll talk to Eric Chiafalo of the G-Bag Nation uh, at 1020 on this program, get a little catch-up as to what's happening in Vegas. Will he have a beverage in his hand? I, I probably. Are we pulling him away from the blackjack table? Media party, remember? Oh, so, yeah, media yeah, yeah, party. Yeah, we'll, Tuesday, yep. Yeah, we'll, we'll check in with what what's happening do. there. But Super Bowl week, right? We get to keep that in mind. as That's the reason why they're down there. Let's start tonight talking about the Super Bowl a little bit. Chiefs, Niners, uh, of course, uh, a, a game that I think is highly anticipated. It's a rematch of a few years back between these two teams. Both very talented teams also. I mean, maybe we can say besides the wide receiving core for the Chiefs. But still, it makes you ask a question. How do, how do the, the key players and how do the players in this game generally rank and stack up? Let's do a little bit of that here. How does that uh, by sound? By position? Just in general. Oh, okay. Let's let's do a, a overall okay, ranking overall of, the, of, the, of the talent that's yeah. in this game. Uh, you can text in. Always get involved with the program. 877-881-1053. That's truckwreck.com text line. You can also catch us on YouTube, 105 through the fan on YouTube. And then also twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. You mentioned the disparity at the wide receiver group. That's yeah. to me is the biggest uh, disparity. I'm, I'm going to say the talent on the wide receiving core of the um, 49ers is superb. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so let's go. We're going individuals here. We're, yeah, we're listening them all. So let's go. No, who's the, who the best player in this game? Oh, it's, it's, 
is the quarterback. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. easily the best player yeah. in this one. Like I, By the way, I, I said DJ, but I meant Debo Samuel. Debo, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, a man whose family gave him the nickname Debo because he looked like Debo from Friday, and uh-huh. they, they just encouraged that to continue. Gave him a bicycle and everything. Yeah, I was like, that's wild. Uh, <laughs> we, I imagine he'll show up here quickly as we start ranking these. But okay. Patrick Mahomes, yes. best player in this game. Anybody have any level of uh, any, any level of close. descent on this? No. Not even slightly. All right, very good. We can move past that. This is where it gets fun. Who's the second best player in this game? There's a lot of players you can yeah. pick from, right? Um, we could talk offensive players if you want to go Travis Kelsey there, and then offense on the other side about, if you want to get Debo, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, because he's probably going to get the NFL Offensive Player of the Year at the awards Thursday night. Okay. You know, he's not going to get he's not going to the MVP. MVP is going to go to uh, um, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson likely. Yeah. But he's going to get the offensive player of the year. So I'm going to go with him right behind Patrick Mahomes. How are we feeling about that? You you agree, Ross? Yeah, pretty much. All right. I like that. Let's go with Mahomes. One, two, we got C-Mac. Now we get going. And remember, we got, I mean, we got all sorts of players here. We got mm-hmm. defensive players. Mm-hmm. Um, Bosa, although this isn't his best year. Yeah, Nick Bosa comes up. That's an opportunity. Um, I'm I'm u- utilizing the services of CBS Sports, who has also done this exercise, where we've got players like uh, you mentioned, Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, Travis Chris Kelsey, Jones, yeah. Trent Williams, all very good players. We, we you feel comfortable with Nick Vo- Nick Bosa there? Someone from the two one four. Trent Williams is second, and it ain't close. He's and going to Hall of Fame. There's he, no doubt, but I don't know if he's currently in his prime oh man he, the way that the way that he's moving and moving people yeah, he feels like he's true. still in that prime he's, he's playoff trend um Show. see that's where i'm at with kelsey because i think he's number three for me because if there's anything i've learned from travis kelsey over the last however many years we've seen him this late in the postseason it's that he and patrick especially they like to show up yeah. for big games oh yeah yeah i i lean with the uh with the texters about Trent Williams, especially because you could talk about Travis Kelsey, and I don't think you're wrong in that regard about how good and impactful he is. We, there was a point during the season where we were talking about if Trent Williams doesn't play, the Niners are bad. Or maybe not bad, but like d- decidedly gettable. Yeah, because Purdy's in trouble. And so, and like, you can't open the holes for C-Mac. I feel like Trent Williams slides in there. But if we were going to go Trent Williams three, does that mean that you feel like Travis Kelsey is four, or do you, Kelsey, is this where you want to throw in Bosa? Kelsey was my number four. I had Bosa number three slipping on Trent Williams. I should have said Trent Boomer sooner. Okay, so we want to go Williams. You want to slide in, you want to slide in Bosa at four. No, five. You want to, so you want to put him five. You want to put Kelsey. Kelsey, okay. I was always going to put Kelsey four. Okay. So I'm not going to budge that. We with there, we with that, yeah, Ross. That like, yeah, Kelsey, Kelsey feels like he is, especially when you t- consider just like, offensive capabilities and you know what as we mentioned Kelsey because Kelsey gets a lot of attention Travis uh, Kelsey does the Taylor Swift of this all and the ways in which he is being you know kind of center center stage in this notice he's not being distracted no I don't think he is and notice his legs are fine even though he's flying all over the world Japan Brazil he's what you didn't know he's wherever she is does seem like his legs are fine maybe we should maybe think about that the next time something like that comes about but isn't it interesting <laughs> the ways in which George Kittle seemed like he was one of those elite he used tight to ends be. He in still the league? Is. And I, I'm, People I mean, are I'm with you. On him. It just feels like we don't talk like the larger we aren't talking about George Kittle as much as it felt like we have, uh, especially when you have on the other side a tight end that has been really good this year. Um, 
Okay, so we're going to put Travis Kelsey here. You, you know mentioned what? Nick Bosa at five. I, I think because he's not the main weapon the way Kelsey is for Mahomes this mm. year because the receivers are so bad with Kansas City. You know, uh, he's he's like the number three weapon or number two weapon on that team. I mean, besides uh, Debo and and uh, C-Mac. Think about it. So he he's going to be a player that we think about as we continue to move forward and ranking our ranking the players in this Super Bowl. Obviously, Mahomes comes up first. We put Christian McCaffrey second. I think some people are, uh, you know, saying Trent Williams should absolutely go second. But Trent Williams there third right now as we are marking this down. Travis Kelsey, Nick Bosa, we've slotted at five. But you've you've got some players that have played really well. Chris Jones is a player that we have not put down, and that's a guy who. You remember when the start of the season he, they were he, he was in the stands yes, first game yes and they realized very quickly oh we need him on the field and, and he they has lost been that game. he has been probably the best player on this defense that I I would contend has been has been what made the Chiefs uh, got the Chiefs to this point would, is there any mm-hmm. level of disagreement on that statement I agree so I think that we slot Chris Jones right here at six two one four is at least giving him number four yeah that that, that dude has been incredible and honestly going to be a free you agent get paid. Or no, is he going to be a free? Yeah. That was yeah, it was a one year yeah, deal. Is. He's going he to um, be a free agent as a team that needs a defensive tackle. Um, you know that that feels like all into me. That's how I just wanted to say that. I don't know. I just wanted to say that real quick. If you're serious, Jerry, no points. I mean, I didn't have any idea. Just something I wanted to say. Um, so we could put Chris Jones in at six. I feel like we st- we definitely need to be talking about these more of these defenders as we go because you got obviously Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, all thoughts uh, when it comes to that Niners offense, but this this these defenses are tough, especially when we talk about Fred Warner defensively, that's Nick Bolton. Go, that's where I was going to go next, Fred Warner. Don't even say don't say Chase Young. He ain't done nothing. No, yeah, no, definitely he's just, not. He's just a name from the past, although he's free agent too. 817 on the same tip as we are. They bring up Fred Warner yes, here. Sir. I feel like we go ahead and mark him down to Old seven. school middle linebacker. Yep, okay. love it. Fred Warner, um, is there anybody else that comes to mind for you at this point? Now that we have Pat Mahomes, C-Mac, Trent Williams, Travis Kelsey, Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, Fred Warner, you know, like obviously really good. And it's tough because I start thinking about Drake Greenlaw in that same space with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it, His name will be mentioned. This is where it starts getting interesting because it feels like the top of it is really – but seeing just how much talent is all the way around on these teams – is, and this is where we start getting to the places where we can have some fun with it. Um, now, this do we feel like George Kittle? All right, let's think about this offense. Do we think feel like George Kittle, Brandon, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Debo, Debo Samuel? It feels like we should probably start mentioning him, considering how much of their offense is dependent upon what he does and the very variety of things that he can do with and without the bad shoulder. Ooh, okay. That's interesting because it's like, do we want to consider this as who is the best player as of right this moment? Because if he does have a bad shoulder, what does that do for the way that we rank Debo Samuel? Mm-hmm. Do you have any any thoughts on that? Uh, I I like look Debo's Debo, except for that one time when he didn't play against Green Bay because he got hurt. I mean, Debo's Debo. You got to account for him, and if you have to account for him, he's a factor. Okay, we got Rashi Rice coming up. I wouldn't put Rashi Rice over over some of the folks that we're talking about right at this moment, no, even though he has been yeah. he has been incredibly helpful. Someone, all right, 702 and, is coming Rush, in strong. And by the way, Rashi White, that, right, that's probably his friends and everything from North Crowley and uh, North Crow- SMU. Uh, is it North Crowley, North Richardson? North Richardson Hills, Hills, my bad. Um, and then Hills, no, SMU no boy. Yes. So, you know, all over Tarrant this County here. And Dallas County, DFW, man. Yeah, all over this here Metroplex. He's the only wide receiver they got. 
Is I mean, good? That, that act right, that, at least. Act right, um, that, that Patrick can trust. That's right. And he's, he's shown up in these playoffs yes, in this postseason. So, absolutely. Uh, shout out to Rashi Rice. I just don't know that we're going to put him up there just yet. And he's a rookie. He's got time to continue to, you know, show his wares and develop, particularly in that system, that's going to utilize folks well. 2 and 4 says Brandon Ayuk is a beast, maybe better than the Debo at wide out. That's interesting. Um, and then also from the 702, they're coming to strong with Sneed. the idea. Legereus Sneed uh, sleeping on him, shut down every top receiver all year. Okay. If we're going to the cornerbacks for this uh, for this Chiefs team, do you pull up Legereus Sneed or do you pull up the idea of Trent McDuffie, uh, who has been very good for the Kansas City Chiefs as well? Do either of those, you know, jump out to you at all, CA? Not what you're talking uh, they're a little further down the list. Like you were saying about Rasheed Rice, they're a little bit further down the list. I keep thinking there's an impact player that we're sleeping on. Or we haven't thought about it. The name's going to come up, 877 It seems like we're leaving somebody out. I'm okay with bringing up the likes of – I would put Kittle in front of them. Somebody said Pacheco. Pacheco's been good, but I feel like that's – He's hurt too. And honestly, I wonder how much we need to go into like the offensive line of yes of the Kansas, Kansas City. City Chiefs, but they, their best player got uh he's injured or is he that that pec injury, the left tackle? Oh um, you know what I'm talking about. I do. You know who we leaving out? The, Brock Purdy. Somebody just finally mentioned eight one seven. I knew there was a name we're missing. You got to give him credit for what he has done. Yeah, I'm not. Putting he him may up not there. be the great. Look, he might not be the greatest, but he's better than some of these names we're bringing in. Oh, they shut down top receivers. Brock Purdy has handled his business. You may he not he may not be arm talent, but he doesn't suck. And we know he's a system quarterback, but he's running the damn system. This is this is tough because it feels like I almost want to start leaning on like units as opposed to like individuals because they're so good. That's what I was saying. Because we man. get into this place where again, I feel like Debo needs to be brought up here. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh Brandon Ayuk, I will give him that needs to be brought up here. George Kittle, like all of those pass catchers probably need to be considered. I feel like the the secondary for this Kansas City Chiefs team that has been incredible throughout the course of this season and particularly throughout the course of this postseason needs to be brought up. So I'm talking mm-hmm. Legere Sneed. I'm talking yep. about Trent McDuffie. I'm talking yep. about um, Charverius Ward even deserves some love. George Karloftis on the defensive line mm-hmm. deserves uh, some love. And then, or sorry, defensive line is what I meant to say. Um, and then Drake Greenlaw also needs to start coming in here. But I think... Some of this just illustrates how talented of teams we are looking at here. And it feels like a lot of that talent is, I don't know, uh, kind of compacted within a few places where we talk about the offensive attack of the Niners. We talk about the linebackers of the Niners. Talk about the defensive line of the Chiefs and the defensive secondary of the Chiefs are the places that absolutely jump up to me. Yeah, that's my whole thing is just like not necessarily like which players I'm most interested in watching. I'm just very fascinated at like the matchups between like the San Francisco wideouts and like the Chiefs linebackers mm-hmm. or just in general, like the Chiefs defense. That's why I my pick right now is Chiefs just because I trust their defense a little bit more. I agree. And from the 214, maybe maybe he'll come in last on this list. Kadarius Tony. What? Who? When, where, why, how? Yeah, Kadarius. Speaking Notice of, I gave you all of them. You you have this audio here, cut three. Kadarius Tony um, had gotten on the internet and Boys, was. Let's just call them the internets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this this is Kadarius Tony talking about uh, his 
IG live post. Oh boy. Second of all, you know I got to keep it funky with you, dog. You know what I'm saying? You went live. You know what I'm saying? What was the point of that? You know what I mean? Was that you trying to get your your version of the events out? Just kind of talk us through that process. Yeah, it's, yeah, it kind of started that, but I, in the process of that, I get interrupted, so it got like a mixed message behind it, I guess you could say, and then a lot of footage got chopped up in the release, so it made it like I was attacking the one I love the most, like I made in the post, and I was saying, I was referring to. Uh, I never attacked the Chiefs, never said anything about the Chiefs, who I was referring to was the Giants fans, or whatever people in my comment, you know what I'm saying, my comment box, not even on my live recording, so you wouldn't even know if they were there. But I was referring to them, which I shouldn't have. I, I just wanted to go out there. I feel like how you say get my message across as far as my injury. But I shouldn't have did that at the end of the day. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a man. At the end of the day, I can, uh, I can accept my mistakes just like I accept my wins, you know. But um, I'm just moving past that right now. You know, we're here now. We're just trying to, you know, win. So when he went live, it was a long version, but the version that everybody saw was chopped up. That's what he said. That's what he's saying. Of course, it's a little tough. And if you do not know, Kadarius Tony, after or what was the AFC Championship game, um, went live and seemed to be talking about how he wasn't injured and you know how that was kind of yeah. that was cap. Um, his hip was fine, and that's the thing that I keep thinking of when he's trying to, or at least in my estimation, trying to kind of retcon what happened here, saying that, no, this was not anything towards the Chiefs. It was actually towards the Giants, mm-hmm. his previous team. Mm-hmm. When he mentioned that hip, like, that, that was a that was a particular thing that seemed like uh, that pertained to the AFC Championship game, and he was being kept out for a hip injury. So the idea that he's out here saying that, nah, nah, that was just taken out of context feels like a really bad attempt at covering up. It was in the comments, man. Yeah. In my comments, it wasn't even the live comments. It was the previous comments. Okay, yeah, right. I mean, more power to that man. Any any chance you yeah. think that he's active for the Super Bowl? No. I'm just like Patrick Mahomes. I don't trust that man. By the way, speaking of Mahomes, 940 has a nice comp. Remember, we're talking about the best players, whatever. Mm-hmm. He says, Brock Purdy is to Patrick Mahomes like Eli Manning was to Tom Brady. In other words, he's saying he could steal it on some kryptonite. We will see. Super Bowl Sunday. I don't believe it. Coming up this Sunday, it's a full Super Bowl week. And for those who forgot, it wasn't Purdy versus Mahomes the first time. It was Jimmy G. That's right. The 49ers fans think they got got it solved this time. I don't believe it. We'll have to see. We have a lot of uh, Super Bowl week to go. Obviously, from Radio Row in Las Vegas, KNC Masterpiece, Sean and RJ, G Bag Nation, but then also the Get Right hanging out here in the Metroplex, talking about all things as we continue towards Super Bowl 58. So, Get Right right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, um, is it a good idea to reach for a quarterback? Obviously, that's how Patrick Mahomes was drafted. How about the draft? That's right. Is that the right way to go? We'll discuss it next on the fan. So get right right here on 105 through the fan. Reginald Atatula here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Ross Lebensky's on the boards for us. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you rolling with us on a Tuesday evening in Metroplex. Uh, active evening for your uh, DFW sports teams. Mavs in Brooklyn taking on the Nets. I believe that lead is 12, or actually it is now 9 um, yeah. on national TV. I believe that's a TNT game. They're about eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Your Mavs lead 103-94. to 94. And the Stars back from All-Star break uh, in Buffalo taking on the Sabres. Lead 2-1 to one with half uh, halfway through the third period there. I know Matt Duchesne started off things as he continues uh, into the second half of the season. His, uh, you know, hot scoring ways. It feels like every time you look up, Matt Duchesne's putting – a go on the board for your Dallas Stars. Uh, I'll get your other score there as we continue along uh, through the broadcast here. But 
Right now, I do want to talk about this. Uh, in the NFL, it does seem like we have really, um, in, in the team building aspect of this, we've really um, focused in on the idea of getting a high-level quarterback as the end-all, be-all of team building for a lot of folks. And I know for me personally, the thought process is if you have, if there's a guy that you are sold on that you feel like is your guy, you go get him, right, for quarterback. And right now, who is the standard when we talk about quarterbacks in the league, CA? Patrick Mahomes. There you go. And so, clearly, the you know the Chiefs went and got Patrick Mahomes. And they used the Chicago Bears pick to get him. They sure did. In fact, um, in twenty seven that 2017 draft, the New Orleans Saints were 11. And according to Sean Payton, he was the guy that they wanted to draft if he got there, right? They looked at him as the best quarterback that they'd seen. In fact, Peyton said, quote, the best quarterback I'd ever seen on college tape is what he called Patrick Mahomes. Now, of course, there's a lot of folks that do a lot of that kind of talking afterwards. And I do wonder sometimes, like, mm-hmm. is that true? Or are they just saying this to make themselves sound better in the post? But, but, he, wasn't, but he wasn't available. So we, yeah, we, <laughs> right, right. We, we, we just couldn't get him. Couldn't that's get all. Him, if, he, if, he was, if he got to us, we absolutely would select him. But regardless, right, like that does point to. If he was the best one you ever seen ever, why didn't you go get him? Well, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe maybe they didn't realize that they had to go get him until all of a sudden here comes Patrick Mahomes or here comes the Kansas City Chiefs uh, making sure. And they had Alex Smith, who was really good. Yeah, they, they really did. They went and they got a quarterback to get better. And I know that, especially when we come to the Dallas Cowboys, a lot of people look at Dak Prescott and they go, oh, you can go get another quarterback and go get one. Um, the Athletic did a really interesting look, though, at – Oh, you know, over the last, I don't know, 16 or since 2016, the quarterbacks that teams went up and tried to get, right? We, we've seen quite a few of these happen. and Tried to get or got? No, go, go and get, right? Have, have gone and gotten. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's interesting to look at some of the quarterbacks and the ways that they have gone. So let's, let's just parse this out. I'm going to throw these out. You tell me success, failure, how you decide on this, Incomplete. right? Incomplete, sure. So we'll go backwards from 2023. The player that was the quarterback that a team moved up to go get, the Carolina Panthers moving from 9-1 to one to draft Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about that? Uh, I don't want to say it didn't work, but it has not worked. You could say incomplete. He didn't have an offensive line. You can give all the excuses in the world, but for his size – I here's here's part of the equation. We didn't even bring this up. It also depends on what you gave up to get that pick. You sure. follow me? Sure. So if because I remember at one point Mike Dicka gave up all the New Orleans Saints picks to get Ricky Williams. It was crazy. And it didn't work. So I don't I can't remember exactly what they gave up to get Bryce Young, but you know, it's I don't think it's worked. Yeah, one of the things that's also tough, though, is like when you're trading up, especially in the places to be able to get a quarterback, it usually is fairly costly. But, mm-hmm. all right, 2021, there's a couple of quarterbacks that teams traded up to get. One of those was the San Francisco 49ers traded from 12 to 3 in 2021 to get Trey Lance. Yep. Who's now Dallas Cowboys. That did not work. Okay. Otherwise, he would not be with the Dallas Cowboys. He'd still be in San Francisco thinking he's starting the Super Bowl game. Okay, maybe that's the framework. Did it work? Did it not work? Twenty twenty one also saw the Bears trade up from twenty all the way to number one to get Justin Fields. How do we feel about that one? Incomplete. And I'm only saying that because right now I think their fan base thinks they they got something that could happen. He's had a lot of different coaches and coordinators, so 
I'm going to call that an incomplete. I'm not going to say it's been, it hasn't been successful, but it's incomplete. Okay, this one, all right, try not to wince, ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys fans all over the place. Did you say Carson Wentz or Wentz? I, no, I wince, wince, like, uh, you know, try not to ball up your fists at I least. Thought, I thought you were trying to drop a hint. I was not trying to drop a hint because this is the same, or the Green Bay Packers tra- trading up from 30 to 26 to grab in 2020 Jordan Love. Oh, it worked. They which went is to the playoffs. which is incredible because his first year starting, yeah, that I, worked. I also wonder, like him sitting sitting behind. I was like, is this going to be something that actually shows up? Because we had not heard very much about his play, and all of a sudden, here you go. I have, to, I have to give the Packers credit. First of all, they know how Aaron Rodgers was, which is he was flirting with whether he's coming back or not. Remember, mm-hmm. and. I mean, seriously. He had, I mean, they were ready to move on from him. He, just gave you, he gave you two FU MVP seasons that made it more difficult to Exactly, but my with. point is they knew he was capable of that. And they also knew that Brett Favre was when they had Aaron Rodgers. It is nothing wrong with letting a quarterback develop behind a start of this all-world. You don't assume automatically – oh, the guy needs to start if we move up to get him. Well, the tough thing about it is usually teams that are trying to get these quarterbacks, they're trying to maximize the cheap deal. And if you sit them, you are basically, you know, but whiling away is, that time The period. difference is, do you have an all-world quarterback like Aaron Rodgers? In other words, yeah, you're sitting a guy, but he's not sitting behind, quote-unquote, Brock Purdy or Jimmy G. You see what I'm saying? You, you're going to start a guy – uh, who's supposed to be better than the quarterback that you've got. When they drafted Jordan Love, they knew he wasn't better than Aaron Rodgers, but they knew Aaron Rodgers was a flake. That's the difference. Sure. In other words, he could bug out on them at any time, but they knew Aaron Rodgers was good enough to take you to the Super Bowl. And you know what? We can have this conversation. Let's come back to this conversation at another point. But at least right now, I do want to continue talking about these quarterbacks that were traded up for. How about Sam Darnold, 2018, Colts going, uh, yeah, Colts going up from six to th- or sorry, Jets rather, going up from six to three to get Sam Darnold. Did not work. He's mm-hmm. not there. He, uh, is he still with the 49ers? Yes, he is with the Niners, but he went from the Jets, then he Panthers. Well, I know, I'm just saying he's in the Super Bowl, but he's not playing. He is a backup. I just, I just I want to make, make sure all the listeners knew where he was. There you go. It did not work. No, it failed. An, uh, four four teams did this in 2018. Bills go up from 12 to 7 to get Josh Allen. Yes? Yes. Clearly, yes. Okay. Uh, Josh Rosen in 2018. Cardinals go up from 15 to 10. No, because when they changed coaches, they immediately – Went and got Kyler Murray, and they said that Josh Rosen, it proved to be correct. He's got a skill set, but guess what? His head was not into the game. All right. Uh, Ravens go from 52 to 32 to pick up Lamar Jackson. Of course. There you go. He's about to, about to win his second MVP. Yeah, no question, no doubt. All right, cool. Uh, 2017, Bears go from 3 to 2, move up one spot, make sure that they can get Mitchell Trubisky. Don't call him Mitch. This was so crazy. It actually worked for one season. It was the kicker that missed the field goal. But he long-term, it did not work. Okay. Uh, in 2017, obviously we saw uh, a certain Patrick Mahomes, 27 to 20, or 27 to 10. The Chiefs go to get Patrick Mahomes. Clearly, that works, uh-huh. right? Um, also in that draft, 25 to 12 for the Texans to get Deshaun Watson. It worked, yes. I think I mean, you have to you have to consider that a work win. Although there are other things that like are complicating this. on the back end, but I don't think that's part of our conversation. It had nothing to do with the skill set on the field, right? Okay, cool. Um, that was a character thing. 2016, the Rams go from 15 to 1 to pick up Jared Goff. It worked because they went to the Super Bowl. Now, he wasn't ready yet, and I say he wasn't ready. My my whole thesis about Jared Goff is and his success in Detroit is he his, he finally grew into the to the quarterback that they thought he could be. But it couldn't happen with the Rams because they were in a win now mode, even though they went to the Super Bowl that one year. 
when they found like he wasn't going to be the one to carry him and Aaron Donald's getting older and all the rest of these guys getting older, they brought in a veteran who was seasoned, and that would be Matthew Stafford. Jared Goff with the, with the Detroit Lions, that's a perfect fit for him because that was a team that's growing, and he was growing at the same time. All right, and then two more here. Uh, in 2016, you had the Eagles go from 8-2 to two to pick up Carson Wentz. That's that's a no it, on working. Let me tell you why I can't. It didn't it didn't work long term, but I promise you, if he hadn't gotten hurt his MVP season, they still go to the Super Bowl as far as I'm concerned. And maybe he doesn't get the yips. Maybe he doesn't have the things the psychological baggage baggage that he has now. Okay, so how about and then finally the Broncos moved from 31 to 26 to go get Paxton Lynch. Hell, wow! No, did not work. Wow, that was a name you hadn't thought about, was it? And no. believe it or not, Jerry Jones wanted Paxton Lynch, real bad, mad that it didn't work out, and then they had to settle for uh, Dak Prescott. Okay, so with that being the case, you have six of the fourteen since twenty sixteen that you can say are successes on various levels, right? And so, what what does what can we take from that? The idea of going and getting a quarterback. And especially trading up, especially considering like you you are trading value here, right? Yeah. Um, to go and get them. This is where we come back to what you were talking about earlier, right? It's also then comes up, what are you giving up? What are you mortgaging yeah, exactly. um, you to mortgaging? be able to get this? And again, it it boils down to that. But more importantly, it goes once again to it's a roll of the dice because it's the most important position in all of sports. I mean, the quarterback is the most NFL's most high profile league in America. And the quarterback's the most high-profile player. So you can have all kinds of arm talent, uh, uh, Jay Cutler, and you can't lead anybody. You can be a hell of a leader, but you don't have the talent. And so it doesn't match up. Or you can have injury-prone history. Or you're just not good enough for your team. So, I mean, you can look at just T.J. Stroud. or Yeah, look at C.J. Stroud and... and uh, Houston. Yeah, yeah and uh, Carolina's quarterback. Young. Bryce Young. It didn't work. Those two guys are friends, and they're back-to-back. But guess what? It worked for Houston. But what if they wound up with Young instead? What if Carolina went all in on Stroud? You see what I'm saying? It's that close is what I'm saying. It's that close on the evaluation because those two went back-to-back. That's the best way I can show you how it's a, a true roll of the dice. Yeah, and I, Because I think- nobody can say when they both made those picks, nobody said either team was wrong. No, I don't. I don't think so. Well, I mean, there's definitely some people that had their particular ideas, but I think by and large, everyone looked at both of those guys as really good options, and sure. it was a, it was very much a which pick one you, would you, you like? Yeah. Absolutely, and in a way, it almost ended up becoming a pick your poison. So yeah, we we do just like a quick study of the last uh, last few years, going back to 2016 uh, picks that were drafted. I guess left seven drafts, if my math is correct. Is that eight? I don't remember. Um, but six of uh, of the 14 instances where a team moves up to draft a quarterback, we deem as, as some level of success. And only mm-hmm. one of them is like Patrick Mahomes, right? And obviously, you yeah. can, Josh Allen, um, obviously Lamar Jackson pops up. You know up. what? There'll be people say Josh Allen would be a success if it weren't for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, there's absolutely. And so I, I do want to, I just wanted to highlight, yes, there are those guys that are clearly, you know, franchise changers. There's a level of risk in that. And then I also mm-hmm. understand that there's there's a level of, of payout. But I do know that there's a lot of people here locally that are like, look, we want to see this team try and, you know, aim for bigger, aim for better and take a big swing. And I just wanted to like examine the risks that it, that are involved. And ultimately, I guess the question that I have for the listenership is 
is that level of swing, that 6-14 that we've determined, and that includes Jared Goff, if you think that Jared Goff is a better answer than what you have at Dak Prescott. Uh, Jordan Love, if you agree that that one's better than what you have right now. Um, and notice both of those players took time. Right. And, it, that's, and that's why, even though risk-reward, a lot of fans would do it, Jerry Jones, 81 years old, that's why he won't do it. I'm not saying it's the wrong thing not to do it. I'm just saying that's why he won't do it. Right, and so I'm not saying that you shouldn't because clearly there are teams that made those levels of gamble, and if it is it is proven to be worthwhile. But again, I gave you last summer's draft or last April's draft as an example about yeah. it's that close to the margin of error. Two players, you know, coin flip the way a lot of teams looked at it, and one of them was a massive success, and the other, the the jury's still out, and it was it's it's it's, it's leaning towards failure. That's just showing you how close it is. But also, it doesn't mean there's, that these teams are going to stop. Washington is going to go after Caleb Williams. Washington move up to try to get Caleb Williams. There's a reason, you know, they said, uh, we want uh, Cliff Kingsbury to be his offense coordinator. The relationship there. And as far as the Cowboys are concerned, again, Jerry Jones is 81 years old. If he were 41, 51 years old, he might have swung for the fences again. But nah, I don't think right now. And I'm not saying that's the wrong thing or the right thing. I'm just saying this is the reality that you're living with. So there you go. That's that's what it looks like moving up, reaching for a quarterback. I don't think there's a definitive yes or no, but there's clearly a, a level of risk involved mm-hmm. there that I imagine a lot of people could assume. But, I mean, there you go. You get an opportunity of really seeing mm-hmm. what it looks like. And the teams that did miss, um, it is worth noting, right, like the, the San Francisco 49ers miss on Trey Lance. Kind of came up gangbusters when it came when ultimately Brock the backup Brady. plan comes through there, right? Um, the, the last pick in the draft, Mister uh, Irrelevant, right? And then you can see the, the the Eagles because of the way that they operate, they were able to kind of shake this around, go and figure something out else out, right? The yeah. the Cardinals through their incompetence were able to get another swing at in it. Other like words, there are other Jerry, ways. There's ways to do this. Yeah, there are other ways to get this done, but. It's 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 not the absolute that sometimes we want to paint it as when you go up and you reach for a quarterback in the draft. It's the get right right here on 105.3. The fan mentioned that your stars are in action. Uh, they got a two-man advantage right at this moment with a 2-1 lead and only a couple minutes to go out in Buffalo against the Sabres. Uh, Matt Duchesne, Sam Steele, your goal scorers in that one. Mavs. Ten-point lead. Uh, Ten-point lead, trying to hold on to this one. A few minutes left in the fourth quarter in Brooklyn Less against the Nets. Minutes, yeah. So we'll keep you up to date Woo. with all the things that are happening in DFW Sports. That's right. Uh, but coming up next, let's get let's go around the NFL, including what this one GM says might be the reason Mike Vrabel doesn't have a job right now. Ooh. We'll discuss it next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries. So that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatou here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you there. Thanks for rolling with us on a Tuesday in the Metroplex where your Dallas Stars get the, get a win in their first Woo! game back from All-Star break. 2-1 to one is the final 47 saves by Jake Andrew and Nett. Your, 47. Your NHL All-Star representative Man. for the Dallas Stars showing out on his fir- in the first uh, action back. From the All-Star break, I believe that's uh, most in the game um, for him. So, fantastic job by Jake Andre between the pipes. And, of course, Duchesne, Matt Duchesne, Sam Steele, your goal scorers, get a big win uh, first game back from the All-Star break. So, nice. back in action, back in the win column for your Dallas Stars. Um, right now, let's go around the NFL here on the Get Right on one, in 105 through the fan. And by the way, that Mavericks game is about to find Yeah, we're, we're getting close to the end there as well. It's official. Uh, this I found really interesting. I did mention it as the tease because uh, Mike Vrabel, for a lot of folks, was we gave him a lot of credit with the Tennessee Titans. It felt like he maximized the talent that they had there. They played played you know tough for him, mm-hmm. um, played really tough football all the way around, and ultimately they decided to go a different way. And you go, all right, well that seems like a really good coach out there with a lot of teams with openings. Maybe you know one of these eight openings goes to Mike. Nope, 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 nope. Mike Vrabel. Nope, nope, nope. We fill all eight spots. Musical chairs look up, and Mike Vrabel is standing there without a seat. Why is that? Well, um, there is one general manager anonymously that believes that they have an idea why this is the case. Uh, talking to uh, the Athletics' Diana Rossini, great NFL insider. Um, apparently, can I guess real quick? Why? Okay, please, please do guess. I can promise you, you won't guess it. Oh, you've seen this? Yeah. Okay, very good. <laughs> okay, was it a difference between the owner of the Titans and she didn't like him and there was this really rough situation between him and her? Okay, that that might be why he lost his job, but why he did oh, not get another job, why okay. he is, after this cycle, not having a job. Mm-hmm. According to an anonymous GM, they told Diana Rossini that Mike Vrabel's physical stature may have been a, a factor. Wait, wait a minute, his height? Quote, he's a very large human being oh. and can be very intimidating to people oh, in an organization. Oh, 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 oh. Told you you wouldn't guess it. I'd have never guessed that. Right. Rossini says she he laughed. He's a linebacker for the Patriots. That's right. Diana Rossini says she laughed at the comment, but the GM said it could be a real thing going further as to say, quote, uh, I've been in rooms and somebody's physical presence can make a difference. 
<laughs> hey man, you telling me these GMs just be in there like, hey man, he scared me. I don't think we could work with Isn't him. Isn't that crazy? He's scary. He's scary. He's intimidating me. He's leaning across the table. Because pounded his fist one time. One of the things about it, and I know that we got like a new level of, and I will say this affectionately, so please don't come for me. Like NFL dorks, right? Mm-hmm. That have come through the league yes. that are now in here. Why are you bring up Miami's coach like that? That's right. That's right. I was exactly that was exactly who was in my <laughs> mind was Mike McDaniel. <laughs> um, but like. There was a point in time where it was football men to coach teams. And, yeah. like, they played football, which them, means – Them John Madden types. They all had physical presence. Like, yeah. all of a sudden, we we in this time where all these all these folks are like, nah, man, I don't know. He, he a little big. He a little intimidating. I find that to be hilarious. It is. It is, but it makes a little bit of sense. Just, he walks into the room and they're intimidated. I just can't. Now, he is also, like, on top of being a large human being. He's, like – he seems to be a relatively intense dude. Right. Um, That's what they say. But – like that feels like that feels like that would fit right in with football culture. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I I just kind of find it amazing that a a real life NFL GM put that up as well. Maybe they just scared of the man. And I was just like, that's was he popping poppers before he walked in the door? I have no I mean, idea because that's what football players do. I think you hit it right on the head though that they are in fact scared of him because <laughs> I think that's the problem with him not getting a new job is that I think he just wanted more control and. You know, these owners, they, they don't want that kind of pushback, I think. No. Yeah, I mean, that that is what especially CA was from, alluding to. Yeah, especially from somebody that big and intimidating. <laughs> think about it. So, yeah, that, I found that to be amazing uh, when we talk about the things that we learned today around the NFL. So uh, you're saying these GMs and uh, front office people were acting just like the Tennessee Titans. Owner. They were pl- crutching, clutching their pearls, too? Quite possibly. Quite, quite possibly. If, if you want to believe one anonymous general mm-hmm. manager who talked to Diana Russini from the 2-4 uh, them them folks often have frail egos. Just saying, okay, exactly. fragile rather. Um, I think point still gets along, but I, sh- I should probably read better. Um, continuing in the portion of Reggie reads. Uh, let's let's go around. Continue around the NFL where John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh. One of the mistakes that I keep making. It's that one. It's calling Dan Quinn Dan Campbell, and it's calling Jim John. I just, I'm gonna get. Mm-hmm. I swear. I promise to you, dear listener, I will get this straight. Jim Harbaugh. And John Harbaugh is the Baltimore coach. That's right. But Jim Harbaugh, previously the Michigan head coach, now the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, has a defensive coordinator. His name is Jesse Minter. Why have you heard that? Because that was his defensive coordinator in Michigan. Took him with him, huh? Yeah, he was just like, come on down. Which, honestly, great look. I I mean, if you watch the college football playoff, if you watch Michigan this year, they were cooking defensively, and yes, some of that were. is some of that is, I guess, the talent. But a lot of that mm-hmm. is as Washington. Jesse Minter ha- did a fantastic job coaching them boys up, and he yes, will now Michael be, Penix. Yeah, he 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 will go along with his uh, previous boss, who is now his new boss as the uh, Los Angeles Chargers defensive coordinator. You know, way back in the day when Jimmy Johnson came to the Cowboys, he brought his entire Miami Hurricane coaching staff with him. Seriously, yeah, man, it's always interesting to see that happen because. There's some idea of look, you're hiring from this job. You want to make sure you get people that are that you know are the best. But at the same time, you know, there's not a really a lot of uh, uptake on this, and it's a, it's a it's a relatively short season. When you talk about the number of games, mm-hmm. there's not really time for everybody to figure out how to work together in some yeah. You sort gotta have way. some chemistry, and you gotta have some ride or die people. And like I said, sometimes the head coaches, you know what, I ain't going unless I can bring my guys. Yeah. And so with that being the case, one of the guys, and a clearly very good guy, at least when we talk about the college level, and we've seen uh, quite a few college folks uh, come up to the NFL level, be really good coordinators of Mm -hmm. late. Um, I mean, the Baltimore Ravens had a couple of those, Todd Monken and new uh, Seattle Seahawks head coach, Mike McDonald. McDonald. Both of those guys relatively recently were coaching in college. Um, So 
It's not something that's uh, way outside the realm of uh, feasibility. Now, one thing that is wild is that we have gotten, for the first time in what feels like six, seven years, we have gotten to the end of a coaching cycle, and we are not talking a lot about a certain Eric Bieniemy. But with Dan Quinn obviously ending up in uh, Washington, where Bieniemy was previously offensive coach, uh, offensive coordinator, I should say, they had conversations, and apparently uh, Dan Quinn said that Eric Bieniemy will not be returning to the commanders this year. And so, you know, that was something that people were looking at. Now, obviously, we know that Cliff Kingsbury is the offensive coordinator that they go with, but it's kind of wild to see the search circumstances where he, he is a offensive, he's the play caller, or not the play caller, but he's offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, for a while. You see a lot of success continually passed along when it comes to head coaching opportunities. He goes to Washington to try and do something different, and now he's in a place where he does not have a job. Well, with that being the case, Adam Kaplan, who covers the NFL, NFL Insider for Pro Football Network, gave a little bit of hint as to what might possibly be happening. Oh, can I guess? Please do. If Andy Reid retires, they bring him back to be the head coach for the Chiefs. That's interesting. Maybe that happens. I know that uh, Mike Florio threw out the possibility that maybe Bill Belichick takes over in that instance should Andy Reid retire, which is kind of a wild thought to have. No, Adam Kaplan goes this way. Obviously, you know, there's... Is is Kaplan getting ready to talk about why he won't get a job or where he's going? Nope. Kaplan just gives you an idea of where he might be going. Okay. Quote quote tweeting the, you know, a tweet that talks about the fact that Eric Bieniemy is not going to be returning with Dan Quinn, whose quote was, we're not going to work together here, but he respects him and wishes him nothing but the best, right? Mm -hmm. Kaplan quote tweets that and says, keep an eye on the Seahawks for their offensive coordinator opening. Oh, yeah, because Pete Carroll was on that side of the ball. Do you think that that if this does come to fruition, you have um, you have Eric Bieniemy, offense coordinator there. Shane Waldron was previously the coordinator. He is now in Chicago there. But mm-hmm. do you do you think that that gets him any closer to what seems to be his goal of ultimately being a head coach? No, and I'm gonna go ahead and say it again. Google can be your friend. I like him as far as his talents concerned, but he has some priors in Colorado mm-hmm. where he was a player and coach that a lot of teams they just don't want to deal with quote-unquote sponsors uh groups women rights groups because he hasn't really addressed it in other words he just kept quiet he just like it would go away if he almost fell on the sword and said okay i went to whatever domestic violence situation mm-hmm. rehab I'm, I'm, you know, I'm paraphrasing but He's done something like for the last 20 years, I've been given to all these different groups and I've been speaking out against it. I've, you know, I've, I've, I've rehabilitated my whole life and, but he hadn't said a word. And I think because of that, I think that makes some teams shy away from that particular part of the baggage to it. As far as head coach representing a franchise, as opposed to being, you know, a coordinator or an assistant coach blending in. I mean, I think that that's an interesting notion. The tough thing about it for me, though, is the NFL has it doesn't seem like it has been all too hesitant to go in, touch those kind of uh, players, other circumstances uh, in, in league in the league where they might need people who might have those kinds of histories. Mm-hmm. And so, I do find it interesting that maybe they would find Jesus in this particular regard. Well, you would think, but again, maybe so. It's possible. It, again, I've just been waiting for him because mm-hmm. you know I've heard nothing bad about his character outside of those situations that he would have addressed those in his time at Kansas City in those Super Bowl interviews over the years to say you know in other words to kind of clear it all up while he could do these interviews for head coaching jobs it's not like okay there are more people of color have been hired as head coaches over the years 
especially this past yeah, year. This, this so you can't year. say, oh, they're blackballing uh, black coaches. Eric Bieniemy is the one who's having the issue, and the sure. issue is his background with domestic violence. If he had addressed them. In other words, if somebody had talked to him and said, can you please say something so we can turn the page? Yeah, I, but I, you I, haven't heard a peep, have you? Right. I'm not. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I just. I mean, we don't have a lot of clarity on this. I can on think what of. his particular, you know, what the holdup is with him. In I particular. have been yeah. looking, scouring. Can we find any article where he has addressed it and said, you know what? I have addressed all those things. I've gone, seen psychiatrists, or I've met with women's groups, or whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Haven't heard a peep, and that's why I like. Why else? Nothing else makes sense to me. Nothing else makes sense. That only reason why I'm saying nothing else makes sense is because as a head coach, you are the face of a franchise, not the coordinator, not an assistant coach. The head coach and the quarterback are the faces of a franchise. And so that's the only thing I can think of that they're shying away from is like he can't explain that part away or he hasn't addressed it. He personally hasn't. And again, the NFL has got all kinds of resources to clean stuff like that up. So get right right here on 105 through the fan. That's how we go around the NFL. Coming up next, your Mavs get another win in their East Coast ro- uh, road trip here, this time in Brooklyn. Let's break that down and maybe discuss a little bit uh, how's the best way to build around Luka. We'll discuss all mm. of this next on the fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 